Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Accidental Hater Podcast with me, your host, Paula Luzardi. And if you're like, whoa, who's Paula Luzardi? It's me. I know I usually say Paula Luzardi, but you know what? I'm going to start saying my name the way that you're supposed to say it. Um, It's fine if you can't say Paula Luzardi or you can't say Paula that's fine. You can say Paula Lusardi. Um, but I just wanted to get back in touch with actually saying my name the way that it's supposed to be said instead of dumbing it down for, I'm sorry, but for white folk. Because um, I just always thought it was too spicy for the white people. It really isn't. It's like Kung Pao chicken. Pao. La. Paula. Yep, you can say it. I believe in you. All right. So this episode, we're going to be talking about taxes. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, we are going to talk about taxes briefly. But this episode, we are going to talk about the things that we should have been taught while we were in school. Because in doing my taxes this season, I have realized how angry I am that I was never taught any of this in middle school, high school, college. I literally was never taught this. And it's just such a basic life skill. Um, It got me thinking, what are the other things that I believe the government should implement into the common core learning system of America so that kids who eventually become adults can actually learn to survive and thrive? Um, in our society. So we are going to get into it, but first and foremost, I would like to say a disclaimer. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that teachers that are overworked and underpaid should take on any of these responsibilities. These are things that I believe that the government should implement, and I believe with that, teachers need raises, They've always needed raises, regardless of whether this is implemented or not. And I think this would require um, additional staffing in schools for these things to be taught. And with that, I digress. Um, I will say my favorite of the week. Okay, my favorite of the week this week I think I had an epiphany when I was getting back from walking my my son, Archie, my dog. Um, I love working from home. I never had the luxury of working from home when COVID was happening. I always was in office. I worked like about 40 minutes away from my office when COVID hit. And I don't think I ever realized the luxury that working from home is. Um, Like today, I worked from home and I was able to like not spend money on food because I had food in the fridge that I could just heat up. And then I was able to do laundry because it's like the equivalent of like, oh, I'm going to go like to the kitchen to take a break or I'm going to go walk outside and get some fresh air. It's the equivalent span, you know, like I'm not taking extra time to do those things is just using that time wisely for breaks um so I can do my laundry and I don't have to 
wait until the weekend and just spend the whole weekend doing chores. So yeah, I love working from home. Um, I get to work from home two days a week and I'm grateful. And today was one of those days. And so today I'm grateful. Okay, let's get into it. First and foremost of the things that they should have taught us in school, taxes. In all caps on my notes, I have taxes. Why? Because what the F are taxes? What? Why did I never know about taxes? I knew that I would have to deal with them, but I didn't know to what extent. Um, even last year when I filed, the past two years when I filed independently, um, I still did not know the extent of taxes. Like, I was like, why do people think this is so annoying? Why is it so frustrating to people? Girly, it will become frustrating to you too. And by you, I mean me. This year, there was an error on one of my forms. And it really was just an error. Like, there's nothing I can do to fix it. And I owe the IRS money. (laughs) And that is like the worst thing that could happen to me because last year I got a refund and the year before that I got a refund. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to get a refund so I can pay for my root canals. Right? Wrong. I am not getting a refund. I owe money. And when I tell you my soul is crushed and this could have been avoided. And now in the future, I will do anything in my power to make sure that I am overpaying taxes throughout the year so I can get a refund. Because when I tell you how sad it was to not only see that I am not getting a refund, but that I owe the amount of money that I owe, it's embarrassing for me, as for me and my house. Even though it's not something to be embarrassed about because it's literally an error and a lot of people owe money this year, it's embarrassing. Like, how do I... As a 24-year-old, I, 24 female, how do I not know about taxes? Like, how come I have to rely on an app to tell me that I'm stupid and that I owe taxes? Why? Something's not adding up. And so, why is it that in school, you're teaching me things that I'm not going to use in my day-to-day life. So I'm sorry to say it, but I don't use parabolas. I don't think I've ever used a parabola IRL, if I'm being honest with you. And so my question is, why teach parabola if not everyone's going to use it? Yes, there are people that are going to use it, and I'm sure there's people even listening to this that are like, I use parabolas on a daily basis. Cool. I don't. But you know what we both have to do? Pay taxes. Hmm. Interesting. So taxes, number one, because a big thing that like inspired this episode is I was like, why is this not something that's taught? Because like one thing that you know that like that people always say two things are certain death and taxes. Okay. So why aren't you teaching me about taxes? Hmm. It's quiet. No one's speaking up. Nobody's saying anything. 
because there's no reason. Actually, there is a reason. The reason is they don't want to teach us about taxes because then that means that we won't owe taxes at the end of the year and they won't get that fat check with that interest because if we just pay our taxes throughout the year as it's supposed to be then at the end of the year they'll owe us money hmm also I just want to say I didn't know that it was possible to owe taxes if my w-4 has a maximum withholding it's possible ladies and gents it's possible and I'm saying it's possible because it happened to me so just be careful you know learn about taxes which sucks I hate taxes I hate that I have to learn about taxes now that I'm a grown woman and I wasn't taught about taxes like even just like a lick of it like just kind of give me like a little spark notes give me a, a basic idea of like hey these are some things that you should know now that you're becoming an adult and you are supposed to pay taxes, you know? And I will preface, I'll preface this. Maybe some of you are like, well, that's something that your parents should teach you. Mm, let's be real. What if your parents don't do their own taxes? What if an, an accountant does them and the accountant will do your taxes until you have to pay them? And then you're like, I'm just going to do them myself. And now you don't know anything about taxes. Hmm? Or what if your parents don't know either? Some people's parents haven't lived in the U.S. their whole lives. And so they might not know about taxes. Or they might not know the ins and outs of taxes. And so, I don't know. I just don't think that's a valid argument for anything that I'm about to mention. Um, but as far as taxes are concerned... I just think even if it's a crash course, oh, what I was going to say, even if it's a crash course that's like an elective in college, um, if this was an elective in college, I missed the orientation group for it. I 100% missed it. And honestly speaking, going back now is not going to help me, <laughs> but I digress as far as taxes are concerned. If you're young, learn how to do taxes. Um, I, I'm not qualified to give you a crash course, but I'm sure Hank Green or, um, oh my God, what's his name? John Green. John Green or Hank Green definitely have some sort of crash course on it which I should watch. I should watch that. Okay, moving on. Um, a lot of these have to do with the economy. Next one is budgeting. How is it that I didn't know how to budget up until it was like literally absolutely necessary? Like it was dire. Like if I didn't learn how to budget, I wasn't going to make it through the next year. And thankfully, I had a lot of friends that knew how to budget and were very financially smart. Um, but that's just something that was never discussed in my household and was never taught in my household or in my school. And I think that's something that is an extremely valuable skill and realistic budgeting, not like TikTok girlies or Dave Ramsey budgeting, like realistic young adult budgeting for, for the necessities that you have as well as um, the income that you have. 
because that's important and it's important to budget, especially once you're an adult, like you should always budget no matter if you think that, you know, you have an income beyond your budget, you should still budget. Another thing that leads into budgeting is investments and the stock market. This, I I have zero clue. I know nothing, nothing about the stock market. I'd like to say I'm a pretty um, well-versed individual who's quite smart and capable of understanding things. I understand nothing about the stock market, nothing about investments, nothing. Like, there's nothing going on in my brain. Mm -mm. Like, when any finance bro starts talking about, like, cryptocurrency, stocks, bonds, um, investments, the stock market, I, I have no clue. And I cringe because I don't like feeling stupid. But I feel like it is so difficult to understand that like I don't even know where to start and it's also just not something that I think that I can do now which I know isn't true I know that like you shouldn't start in investments um pretty early on because your money sits and does nothing in a bank but there's certain I don't even know there's certain bank accounts that like can accrue money and I listen I'm not the one not the one the two or the three I have no clue Um, but this is what I mean. I wish I knew like, I don't, I was never taught anything about stocks or investments. And I think this is another thing that like, we're assumed to know based off of our parents, but that's just an extremely incorrect concept because what if my parents, like, I don't think my parents do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. And even if they do, like, that's not something that you speak to your kids about necessarily. Like, it's not really, like, in the forefront of parenting. So I think it is something that should be taught in, like, a crash course for life. That should either be done your senior year of high school or your freshman year of college. Um, And it should be easily accessible for people. Uh, Another thing that I... I'm so sorry. I may sound so bumping stupid. But I don't know anything about credit cards or credit in general. I don't know. Like, I know, I know, I'm not dumb. Okay. I know that like we all have credit and like the more you use a credit card and pay it back on time, the higher your credit is. And the higher your credit is the bigger, um, like what is it called? The bigger limits you have on your cards and the better credit you have, like the better chances you have of getting like lower down payments um, and lower monthly payments. I know that. But I don't know the sing- a singular thing about like how to build healthy credit, like the good guidelines and steps to doing so. I, I really don't. And I think it's so weird that like we're told to like, you know, be careful with our finances and like I guess, like, be good stewards of the things that we have, but, like, no one ever teaches us how to do that. So how are you going to be good at it if, like, you're never taught from the get-go? And, like, sure, you could seek it out, but honestly, like, when you start college, there's so much on your mind that, like, the last thing on your mind is, like, how do I build good credit? Like, that's, like, I'm sorry, but that was not something that I was thinking of, and it likely is something that a lot of people were thinking of because their parents were the ones who taught them to think of it, 
And I just don't think that's like a reasonable expectation. A lot of times parents might not have good credit or they may have good credit because their parents did it and now they don't know, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not something that's really taught in a clear way. And I wish it was, I don't understand why I have to like research a plethora of, of different sources and make sure that the sources are credible and then also make sure that the sources are correct for the correct situation I'm in. And like, it's just like, nobody wants to give financial advice in person because they're like, oh, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to like sue you because I'm not making money or whatever. I just need to know, you know, like everybody's so quick to, to be like, well, I don't know. But then if we, if nobody knows, then how do you know, you know? Okay. I'm moving on. Another thing, um, that is not taught at all is housing slash mortgage. Um, what is a mortgage? I know what it is. It's a loan given by a bank or like a mortgage company, um, so that you can pay your house pretty much from the money from the bank and then pay the bank your monthly mortgage, um, almost like a rent. And then that's how you pay off the home. So instead of renting and just paying to live there, you're paying to live there, but then eventually you'll own it. Um, same thing with like leasing and buying a vehicle. Um, I just, it doesn't, it, it, I understand it, but I feel like just now at 24 years old, I'm finally grasping like the fundamentals of these things. And like, I'm, I'm throwing myself under the bus here because it's my podcast, but I know a lot of people that have the same questions about the things that I've talked about. And honestly, if you're like Paula, you're being stupid. I know I have resources that I'd like to share. Please, for the love of God, share them with me and I will share them with the community because I don't know. I just don't think that these are things that are widely shared or, um, acknowledged and I think a lot of people are just afraid to like speak up and say that they don't know because there is this sense of like oh well if I don't know how to do this or like if I don't know how to do this then I'm dumb you're not dumb you just were not given the tools that some other people were given in order to succeed and some people might be like well I learned about it all by myself okay cool that's awesome for you but would you not want to share those skills with other people and if your answer is no you don't want to share those skills with other people my question is why <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but if I had a step-by-step process to help people through one of the most difficult things, which is the economy, like people, people go hungry every day. People lose, lose items every day. People lose the ability to, to eat and provide for their family every day. And you're withholding these things. Like it's a secret, like I don't know. That's just, that's a whole nother conversation about capitalism. And I'm not getting into that because they say, don't talk about religion or politics. And we already talked about religion and you probably already know my political stance. So let's keep it moving. Another thing no one teaches you about insurance, car insurance, health insurance, dental insurance, um, vision insurance. What else? Renters insurance. Nobody teaches you. How do you, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? I, okay, I'm telling on myself. I didn't know that 
I needed to have renter's insurance. I have renter's insurance now, but I didn't know that when I first lived like in a house, when I was first renting, I had no clue. And thank God nothing bad happened because if like something had happened in that home, I would have been screwed. Like no one ever tells you about renter's insurance. I didn't know that. Car insurance. I think a lot of more people, a lot more people know about car insurance because like, you know, you're like, oh, my license or registration, like I need to be insured. Like what insurance do you have? You see the commercials, whatever. Um, but I just don't think like the options that you have are very clear to people. I don't think people understand like how to obtain car insurance or like what type of car insurance you need. Um, and like why the prices that you pay are that price, you know, nobody's really willing to explain. You're just supposed to do it and pay for it. And that's it. Um, same thing with health insurance that like health insurance is extremely expensive and you just pay to eventually end up going so that you can pay, but you need it. You need to be insured. It's a whole situation that like, I don't even fully understand the depth of insurance. I will say this as somebody who doesn't fully understand it, the amount of like weight off of my shoulders it is that my job provides me insurance like that I don't think I will ever be able to work at a job that does not provide me with health insurance after 90 days because that is like the whole process of getting insured through the marketplace is a whole nother feat and that's I okay moving on um I'm from Florida and so this is specifically for Florida, but the general thing would be like natural disaster preparation, um, hurricane prep for Floridians. When I tell you my freshman year of college, we had, I think it was Hurricane Matthew that was coming and they shut down the dorms and I was living on campus. I did not have a vehicle and I, my parents are from Miami. And so Orlando to Miami is about four hours on a Greyhound bus I did not have any money and like we didn't know that classes were canceled and that like the dorms were being closed until the day before. And so how am I supposed to prepare for a hurricane? And they're like, oh, come to the gym and bring bring your non-perishables and any items you need. Are you kidding me? I'm a freshman. I'm a freshman in college. I don't know. I don't know anything. How come I don't know? Like you can Google it, but no one really tells you like there's no like disaster prep in schools you know like they'll tell you like oh there's a tornado warning get under the desk but it's like I'm, I'm talking about natural disaster preparation preparation for like when you live on your own um this year I experienced my first hurricane um like being fully alone in a rental property and that experience like it's so anxiety inducing when you have no clue what you're doing and like you work a full-time job and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you need to go to the grocery store, but everything's gone. Like there is nothing at the grocery store. And it's like, I, you don't, you don't know until it's too late pretty much with hurricanes. And I think that like 
I don't know, maybe in different places where there's different natural disasters, they're better about this. But I think having like a solid idea of like the things that you should and should not do to prepare for certain disasters in your area, like that should be discussed in schools, especially like once you're in high school. Because you don't know how many of those kids like could be raising their younger siblings or like could be helping out in the house and like the parent works a full-time job and isn't home much. I just don't think it's like, I think it's dumb that we do things to prepare kids while they're at school and then it's kind of like you leave them in the real world when it's not Monday to Friday during school hours and they have to fend for themselves. It's really strange to me. Um, I think that we should be prepared to deal with things in real life, not just at school, in the safety of the four walls, whatever those four walls, like whatever safety those four walls can provide, but that's also another conversation. Um, Moving on, health education. And this ranges from um, like sexual education, um, like interacting sexual education, if that makes sense, like intercourse, and also like individual sexual education. So for, you know, women, like your period, um, you're also including like doctor's appointments. Like there are certain doctor's appointments that a woman past the age of 21 should be getting. And these are not things that are ever taught. And you would say, well, that's something that parents teach. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm full of the what ifs, but like, what if a, a, ch- a woman doesn't have a mother figure or they do have a mother figure, but that's just like not something that they talk about or the parent doesn't take good care of their health. And so they don't know what basics to, to provide to their child as like, hey, these are markers of what you should and shouldn't do because the parent doesn't do that. Um, unfortunately, not everyone can, avo- can afford can afford health insurance. And so a lot of people just take risks and wait until the worst happens and that's when they get treatment. Um, And so I think it's important to tell kids like the fundamentals of taking care of yourself and that goes beyond like an apple a day or like don't eat too many sweets or like don't drink soda because like what is that? Like nobody was ever like, oh, you know, like, I had an STD, but because I ate apples, you know, I didn't have it anymore. Like, come on, let's be real. Like, especially when you're in high school, you should know, um, like the extent of like what STDs and STIs, like how they can be prevented, how you should know when you should test for them. Um, and like the fact that sexual activity isn't just penetration, it's any form of intercourse. These are things that are not taught in schools. And then people wonder, you know, why a lot of young people resort to having abortions. It's because they don't know anything about sexual education. They don't know about their bodies. And a lot of people might not even know that they're having sexual intercourse, um, because it's just not something that's delineated at schools. And it's also not something that a lot of parents have time to talk about or talk about at all because they feel uncomfortable because they were never taught either. And so I think, you know, people will say that it gets a little iffy because, of, you know, of all the different, um, I, I don't know how to word this, but all the new 
progress that's been made as far as like genders, gender identity, sexual identity, all these things that like are very difficult to navigate when you're when you know there's people that agree, people that don't agree, people that don't have opinions on it. Um that's definitely difficult, but I think like just the basics of like how to care for yourself. Um and this goes into my next point, which is like home economics. I went to a private Christian school and this was not something that was taught, but like home economics was something that I always saw like in movies, like high schoolers would do. It's like you have home ec and so you learn how to like cook and how to sew and like how to do lawn, not how to do laundry, but like they, like, I think they should teach that. They should teach you like the basics of like sewing, um, the basics of ironing, the basics of doing laundry, because when you get to college, you don't know how to do laundry and you just throw a Tide Pod in with everything. And then one day you realize that all of your stuff is stained and you Google it and you're like, oh, that's why. Um, also cooking, I think people should be taught like the basics of um, kitchen safety and just basic stuff like that that's like very helpful and teaches kids how to be independent um, and will also serve them in the future. Okay, and then this next one um, kind of ties in with the same home economics is basics of vehicle maintenance. Um, A lot of people like don't even know how to pump gas because they may live in states where like you don't pump gas. But then what happens when you go on a road trip or like you move, you don't know how to pump gas? Come on. Like it's just... And it's the type of thing that, like, you don't think about until it's too late. Um, And, like, you're at the gas station and you're like, oh, shoot, no one's here to pump gas. Um, Same thing with, like, your tires, like, your tire air pressure, your your oils, like, your oil changes. um, Just, like, routine vehicle maintenance, your windshield wipers. Like, all these things are things that need to be taken care of, but unfortunately people don't know about them because maybe they don't have a parental figure that can teach them these things or even if they do have a parental figure that's taught them these things maybe it's like a you know like some people don't change their oil as often as they should um and so it would be nice to get like a base idea of like the things that should and should not be done to a vehicle and how often and just something that like we can use as a reference point Okay, my next ones are not really work-related, but, like, um, further away from, like, economy-related or, like, basic life skills. It's more like, this is a basic life skill, but communication. Um, I don't understand why, like, okay, we focus a lot on grammar. Yes, that's important, but, like, communicating in person is extremely important when you become an adult because there is no teacher to advocate for you, no guidance counselor, no parent. Like, sure, you can have all those things maybe one day, but when you're an adult, like, you have to fend for yourself. You have to learn how to communicate for yourself, specifically with authority figures, and communicating in a respectful and... um composed way is something that I've always found very difficult to do with authority figures especially um if like I'm being talked down to or if I'm being questioned in some way like my integrity is being questioned I think it's really important to like press into those situations and and learn from a young age how to respectfully communicate with others whether it be your peers whether it be um 
people above you, whether it be people beneath you, whether it be authority figures like a boss or a manager, you know, these are important things that I think would help with a lot of our societal issues of like basic respect and just like treating people with basic human decency. Something else that comes into play with this is conflict resolution. I think it's really easy to cling to the way that we were raised um, as children and that's how we deal with conflict. Um, And a lot of people run away from conflict. A lot of people run towards it. Um, And not a lot of people know how to have conflict resolution. People will shut down um, and just move on. But conflict is something that like you are going to face no matter what. And so my advice is to like work with it with work with a therapist about it because like it's it's one of the few things that I think should be taught but thankfully like we have therapists that would be able to assist with like conflict resolution or speak to somebody in your life that you would admire the way that they treat you whenever they've brought up an issue and like just be honest with them and be like, hey, I really like the way that you assess like situations when we're having a fight. Like you make me feel really comfortable, even though, you know, we might not see eye to eye. I think that's like a great start, but I think that's something that should be done um, in school because a lot of times like I would approach a situation because not to toot my own horn because literally this whole episode I've been dogging on myself about how bad I am at all these things. I'm pretty good at conflict resolution um, just on my own. I've always been. And so like I would have moments where I would overhear teachers saying things about me that like should not have been said. And you know, in retrospect, like it's just not okay for them to say things like that. And maybe one day I'll do an episode about it. But me, little 14 year old me, going up to like a 30-year-old man who's a teacher, who's an authority figure and standing up for myself in a respectful way and like saying like, I do not appreciate the things that you said about me and I heard that and that's just not acceptable. And walking away with like composure, that was something that it was extremely difficult for me and um, continues to be difficult. Like I've had situations like that at work in toxic work environments where you have to speak up for yourself. And it's just like very, very difficult if you grew up in a household where that was like not a common practice. And I don't think a lot of people have that experience where it's like a healthy conflict resolution because a lot of times like, you know, parents are people too. We all make mistakes. And so, when emotions are high, when tensions are high, when stress is high, you snap at people. And I think at school, it's an appropriate place to learn how to deal with conflict with each other and learn the ways to like mediate a conversation for yourself or for others, because that'll help you when you get to the real world. You know, like schools are always talking about like, oh, like, you're going to use this in the real world. Like these, all the things that I've mentioned are all things that you will encounter in the real world. And half of the things that I learned in high school, I have not put into practice in the real world. That's not to say that there's no value in that education, but it is to say that if these things would have been taught to me, I think I would have been successful from an earlier age. Um, 
and maybe not even successful from an earlier age, but I would have been able to value my education and make reference points to it um, and really see, you know, that what they teach you in school is really important. Um, The last thing that I have written is a work-life balance. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I lived about an hour away from school, and so I would sleep, I would go to sleep at like 11.30 or midnight, and then I would wake up at 5 in the morning, take a shower, get ready for school. At 6.50, I would wake up my dad so that he could drive me to school. We would leave the house by 7, and I would get there by 8. I would sit at school until 8.45, and then I would go to class all day, get dismissed at 5, go home, get home at 6.30 to um, start doing my homework, then go eat dinner, then continue doing homework until like 11.30, and then I would pass out. And like all that considered, I didn't get the opportunity to do sports or after school activities. Um, My senior year, I did it a little bit more, but I, I didn't get to indulge in after school activities because I lived so far from school and I did not know how to balance my school life. Um, and like my social life, I did not have a social life in high school. And when I went to college, I had a social life because I, I'm a very social person and like I had my own freedoms and liberties to do whatever I wanted to do. And so I did. And like, I joined clubs and I, and I did things that I was passionate about. And then I was a full-time student and a full-time employee, um, And I also had just gotten Archie when I was a junior in college. And I did all of that while being like a main leader on on campus ministry. And like, I don't know how I did it. I was so (laughs) overworked and overstressed. And now I look back and like, I can barely do my full-time job and my social life right now. And they don't teach you how to do work-life balance. Like, no matter how much you put up boundaries, um, like, work is exhausting, man. Like, nobody really tells you how exhausting it is to work, like, a typical, I work 9 to 5.30, but, like, to to work a typical 40-hour work week. It, it can be extremely exhausting. Um, and so I think if you can learn from an early age, like, work-life balance, like school-life balance, school-work-life balance, it's extremely helpful so that you can set up boundaries and not just set up boundaries, but know what your boundaries are so that you don't overwork yourself and burn out. Burnout is huge when you're an adult. Um, The amount of people that I know, like grown adults that are probably double my age at work, um, that just like, cause I'm relatively newer to my job. Um, I've been there for, I think it's like seven or eight months. Um, the amount of people that are like, Oh, burnout. And I'm like, dude, not burnout. Like, how do you like it? it, It's a, it's an extreme issue that like, I believe is in the workplace is just, you want to put your best foot forward and you end up putting too much of yourself into your work and regaining that balance is something that is an art form. Um, 
yeah. So that's, that's my piece. Um, and I'm sticking to it. This episode, I mean, maybe it wasn't that funny. Maybe it was, I don't know, but I'm just speaking my truth, man. I, <laughs> I've come to the point where I'm like, I just am truly in awe of the fact that like, these are all things that like a lot of the issues that I've experienced within the past couple of years could have been avoided if things would have been taught to me. Um, or if I would have just had the opportunity to learn, um, and school is where you learn. School is where you go to learn. It's, it's entirely developed around learning. And so why not learn valuable life skills at school? That's just where I stand. Do I think we'll ever get to that point? Mm, I don't know. But I'm making a list. Checking it twice. And when I have kids, I am going to teach them these things. And so... I'm learning for myself so that as for me and my house, they'll know. And I'll always teach them to share these things with with their friends. And hopefully I'll be that mom that people can come to um, and ask questions. Because, man, being an adult is hard, especially when you feel like a kid. Um, but yeah, that's that. I don't want to end on a sad note. Let's let's end on some tea. Love is blind. Hmm. Anybody watch that last episode? I'm shook by Kwame and Chelsea. Spoilers. Um, I'm shook. I didn't know he was going to say yes. And honestly, they kind of have me convinced. I really do believe he loves her, which period. Like I'm happy for I'm happy for them and I hope they stay together. Um, Vanessa and Nick Lachey, horrible. We need new hosts. My vote is for, um, Cameron and Lauren, because I think that would be really cute. Um, what else? I don't know how to feel about Paul. I don't know. Just things are weird. I don't know how to feel about him. Still don't like Micah, though. Um, Irina is still evil and the villain. Um, she did look really good at the reunion, though. I cannot lie. She looked good. Um, who else? Marshall. Love him. Um, he did a podcast episode with Nick Vile from The Vile Files. Um, I love. I love Nick. And I love Nick's podcast episode with Marshall. And I love Marshall. Um, Jackie and Josh are still together. Marshall says he's happy for them. I don't know. I don't like them. I don't know anything about them. I don't want to know. Um, who else? Oh, Zach and Bliss. I do like Zach and Bliss. Zach is still weird. Um, but I like him. I followed him on Instagram. Um, he did, he did bait me though when he was like, all the receipts I need are the ones on my Instagram. And then the Instagram was about his mom, but it was a really touching story. Um, and I liked it. And so, yeah, let's, let's end on that. Um, I will put some polls, um, in the Spotify and ask you guys just what is the biggest thing that you wish you would have learned in high school or in college or just in your education. Um, and if there's anything that I said 
that you feel like was done in your school, please share because that's amazing. That's awesome. And I would love to highlight that. Um, yeah. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you and I love you guys and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.